It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, we will put our thinking caps on. And right now, mine is a backwards Oklahoma City Dodgers cap. And we will try and figure out why the Thunder's offense has taken such a nosedive since the All-Star break. And it's not all because of Paul George's shoulder. And it's not all because teams will pack the paint on Oklahoma City. There's some fundamentally things wrong with this team, and I will do my best to explain that. Coming up in segment number two, throughout the show, we will hear from Billy Donovan, we will hear from Russell Westbrook, and we'll hear from Steven Adams. I will tell you what I sort of, kind of, sort of read in the locker room last night after the game, and whether or not I'm cool with the way that the Thunder were acting, or I'm not cool with it, or does it even really matter how they act. We'll discuss the 115-105 loss to Denver, and we'll talk about whether or not the Thunder could actually make adjustments to beat the Nuggets if they were to play in a seven-game series, and that's kind of where we'll start the show today. Um, Also, um, we'll talk about whether or not this team is too cool or not cool enough as they get ready to go into the playoffs, and I'm talking about attitude, not so much the way that they're playing on the court. And I think that's kind of redundant compared to some of the other things that I've said. But I thank you at this point for listening this long to Locked on Thunder and would ask you that if you like this this podcast, A, please subscribe. B, I would love for you to download the Himalaya app, which you can put on your smartphone. And when you get into your car, just ask your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast that is the best way to listen we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we just launched our MLB channel, so you can check out all the podcasts there. My name's Eric G. If you don't know who I am, I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also work for News Radio 1000 KTOK, and I host a website for Maven, um, which is a company that is absolutely tremendous. But I host Thunder Maven, which you can be which can be found at basketballmaven.io slash thunder, or you can just go to basketballmaven.io and you can see all the stuff that I post on Thunder Maven. It's A lot of it's right there on the front page from video wraps after the game to posting this podcast, the video from all the players and coaches, and then stories from around the web. It's Thunder Maven, and that's basketballmaven.io slash thunder. So last night, the Oklahoma City Thunder did exactly what they wanted to do against the Denver Nuggets, and they still lost. And what that tells me is that when you're in a seven-game series with this team, 
if you feel like you did everything you want, like forcing the Denver Nuggets to take shots inside the three-point line, forcing the Nuggets to take contested shots, which the Nuggets made, and the Nuggets made a lot of timely shots, and we'll go more into that here in a second, but if you've done all that, and you still lost a game, and the game was playing out the way you wanted it to play, you felt like you were pushing the tempo, that it was that it was tailor-made for you, that your team played hard, and you felt like they did a good job on the rebounds, and that Steven Adams, and I'm, these are kind of paraphrasing some of the things Billy Donovan said, and you felt like Steven Adams did a good job with um, Yusef, not Yusef Nurkic, but Nikola Jokic. Sorry, everybody confuses those guys in the media, which that's another story in all in and of itself. Back to my original point. But if you felt like all this went well, and you felt pretty good about the game afterwards, and you still lost, that tells me there is nothing, not a single thing you can do in a seven-game series, not a single adjustment you can make that will change the outcome from what we have seen so far this year, which is Nuggets sweeping the Oklahoma City Thunder. You may get one. You might get two because of more experience and the Nuggets just go out and have a bad shooting night. But based on what Billy Donovan said after the game last night, which was the major difference in this game, was Denver's ability to not only hit contested shots, but hit the three then what you're banking on is that, one, all of a sudden these contested shots aren't going to fall, which could happen in a couple of games, might even happen in three games, but you're also banking that in four games of seven, you're going to be better from them from the three-point line, which you haven't been all season long, and since the All-Star break, you're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA. So I, I just don't see how it gets better in a seven-game series. But that's my opinion, okay? That's me saying this, saying that I don't think the Thunder could beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series, but Billy Donovan happens to disagree with me. I think our guys would be fine. I mean, obviously, we've got to earn our way into the playoffs first. Um, you know, I think at that point in time, I think there's a lot of great teams on the West. Certainly, Denver's one of them. Um, but... You know, again, I, I think, you know, whether it's been us beating Utah four times or us beating four, Portland four times or Denver beating us four times, you know, or, you know, what the record is, I, I, I think you have a body of work that you can make some adjustments and do some things uh, to get prepared for a seven-game series. But I think once that starts, whether a team's beat somebody or not beat somebody or they split, I think it starts kind of over 0-0, zero, zero, you know. And um, listen, they're a very, very good team. I'm not taking anything away from them. Um, you know, they, they move the ball, they share the ball. Um, obviously, they've got a unique player in Jokic who they use kind of as a point guard. But, you know, I do think when the playoffs start, it does start 0-0, zero, zero, you know, for every team. And uh, I think whatever's happened in the regular season is kind of behind you. It's, it just starts new and starts fresh. Mark? Uh, you mentioned um, the shots, and they made some tough ones down the stretch. But, but leading up to that, you had some defensive issues, whether it was um, you know, Nerlens, kind of going with the guard and leaving probably go floaters or some guards going underneath screens. What did you think about some of those breakdowns y'all had tonight? And are they correctable, uh, particularly with this team with the way that they shoot the ball? Well, we wanted to go under on certain situations, so that was part of the part of it. You know, um, yeah, the, the other part of it was, to your point on Nerlens, he got caught up a little bit too high. You know, instant coverages. You know, based on you know needing to go back down. I thought he adjusted. 
you know, towards the end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, but I think those things are certainly correctable. Things happen quickly out there, um, and that certainly was was uh, you know those that kind of gave them a run going into the fourth quarter, no question about it. But um, it was probably those two or three plays that Plumlee, I think, one time got a roll for a layup, another time he had a floater, or maybe another shot. Um, but we need to do a better job of, of not letting him get behind our head in those situations. And I thought we didn't do a great job of, of that ha of, of doing that. But the other part of it too is when if it does happen, we've also got to rotate a little bit better on the baseline to, to, to cover for each other there and rotate a little bit better than, than we did. So Billy giving us a little strategy there at the end of that, talking about what the Thunder, how some things certainly were, that were going the Thunder's way, but ultimately didn't pan out the way that they wanted to. If you want to, if you want to look at where the Thunder really lost this game last night, it happened in the fourth quarter, where at one point the Thunder actually in the fourth quarter. Actually, I say at one point, but twice in the fourth quarter, the Thunder had cut Denver's lead to seven. And when they did that, you had Jamal Murray hit a jumper to push it back out to nine, 191. And Steven Adams missed an alley-oop at that time. Russell Westbrook got the rebound. Adams then turns the ball over. Despite all that, the Thunder still got it back down to seven at 193. And then it was Will Barton with a 28-foot jumper that pushed it out to 10, 103-93. And at that point, it was over. Um, because you're looking at maybe a couple of minutes left in the game and the Thunder just were not going to recover from that. And as much as I want to agree with Billy Donovan on whether or not, as much as I want to agree with Billy Donovan that you can just reset and you can start and it's 0-0 zero, zero. once you get that opportunity to go again in the playoffs, I also believe there is a mental advantage with the team that has beaten you four times, especially if they can go into a game and say, hey, that wasn't our best game against these guys. We let the Thunder dictate way too much of the play. We were forced into doing some things that we weren't comfortable with, and we still came out with a win. Ultimately, you're going to be confident. And it almost feels like not only are the Thunder banking on being better from Denver from the three-point line or hoping that Denver's going to miss these contested shots, but that Denver will be overconfident. And I just don't see that being the situation right now. I understand things can change in the playoffs. It's a different intensity. It becomes a much more physical game. But with the Thunder, who did a great job of guarding last night and did a great job of not putting Denver on the free-throw line and really, if you noticed, Oklahoma City didn't change anything about the way that they blocked. They just weren't making fouls late in the shot clock, which is something that they have a tendency to do. And they also have a tendency to foul guys when they're shooting threes. Um, even though the Thunder are going to be more aggressive, the refs, if what the Thunder say is true, that they are ref differently than everybody else in the league, and because they have complained so much about the refs, then I don't know how physical you can be without putting Denver on the line because that's going to get called. And yeah, I thought Paul George's foul in the second quarter where he went up with an elbow was in fact a foul from where I was sitting. You can talk about the flop, but ultimately you've got to be aware that that when you raise that elbow and cock it back, whether you're when you're on offense going to the basket, 
The refs are going to call that every single time. We'll hear from Russell Westbrook coming up in the next segment. Also, in the next segment, we'll try and figure out what is wrong with the Thunder's offense. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Keep it here on LOT. And if you are listening to Locked on Thunder, do me a huge favor. A, subscribe. B, Download the Himalaya app for your phone, and then when you get into your car, just tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. And if you do listen in your car, do me a favor, hit me up at G-E-E-H-S-O or at Locked on Thunder. Tell me where you're listening to the podcast. I would love to know that. It's the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day, also available on Google Podcast and Apple Podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you check out the MLB channel. That would be Locked On Major League Baseball, and you can get that at LockedOnPodcast.com. Got a lot of new hosts there doing MLB podcasts, really good stuff. No matter what team you're interested in, we've got you covered, especially for the NBA as we get a little closer to the playoffs. And there's also this thing called Locked On Sooners that I host that I would be very gracious if you would check that out as well. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. And since the All-Star break, the Oklahoma City Thunder have been god-awful on offense. So bad that they're, I think it's a league-worst 42% from the field. You're only 33% from three, and then you're 70% from the charity stripe. That's all since the All-Star break. And the numbers are one thing, and I could read you numbers and just leave it at that. But to tell you why, that's where things get interesting to me. Because the Thunder just do a lot of stupid things. All right, they make some dumb decisions when they are out on the court. And you can blame teams for making it more difficult for them to get to the basket and collapsing the paint and forcing Russ to kick out and guys not hitting their three. You can blame that. You can blame Paul George's shoulder if you want. The truth of the matter is, and that Indiana game was a great example of it, is that there are times throughout these games where the Thunder will just start settling. For no particular reason, they just feel the need to go out and shoot threes. And it's one thing if you're hot, okay? If you're Jeremy Grant, you're getting hot beyond the arc and you got a chance to knock one down or you've knocked a few down, By all means, go ahead, take your shots. But if it's not working, do not continue to shoot, which goes against conventional wisdom because apparently shooters are supposed to shoot and that's the only way you break out of slumps. True, but you also continue to hurt your team when you take those shots and you don't make them, especially if you have a night like last night where Steven Adams isn't getting a ton of offensive rebounds and you don't have that opportunity to get second chances. I'll give you another thing that the Thunder did last night. Drove me absolutely nuts. Now, granted, it worked. It worked, okay? 
So in a way, I feel like I'm being hypercritical here. But last night in the second quarter, Markeith Morris takes a three. Russell Westbrook gets a rebound. He's close to the basket. And Russ being as athletic as he is, it wouldn't have been anything for Russ to turn around and take a jumper close to the basket or even turn around and drive back to the basket and then go to the free throw line. What did Russ do? Russ kicked it out to Markeith Morris. Now, Morris did drain the three. So, in a sense, you could say Russ was showing faith in his teammate, giving him an opportunity to make a three at that moment, but it almost felt like we were right back where we were a couple of nights ago when Russ was purposely passing up shots to get his teammates more involved. And there are times that Russ needs to take over, damn being selfish, that moment. That moment was a time that Russ needed to take over. You're not taking over for a game. You're just taking over for possession because you're one. Of, you're a better player than the guy you're about to pass it out to. And Russell Westbrook, despite his free throw shooting percentage being down this year and him not being very good from the charity stripe, still should have every confidence in himself to go to the charity stripe. I think one of the reasons why you don't see this team be aggressive from time to time in certain games is because that free throw percentage is so low. And you can look at it every... I mean, you could just count it just about every night. Most of these guys are going to be 50% below from the line. They don't want to go to the line. They're afraid to go to the line. That's why you're seeing these numbers go down because they're not taking higher percentage shots because they're worried about going to the free throw line, which is ridiculous for an NBA team. It, it just is. Even if you're not very good, you still have got to get those opportunities. Uh, and for Paul George, yeah, I think teams are packing it in a little bit on him, making life a little bit more difficult. But no matter what, what the situation is, they're just a lot of times the Thunder go out of character with these jump shots, with not wanting to get to the paint, with Russell Westbrook making an extra pass or two or three um, as a team to just not want to shoot at times, and that's that's how things turn out the way they are. Um, in a sense, I want to say at times it feels like this team is scared. They're scared to win, which I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, and when I say that you're scared to win, that's when you are making that extra pass because you are afraid to shoot. You just you you need to go out and shoot. Whether you're Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, Paul George, those guys need to do everything they can to score. Jeremy Grant start throwing him into that category as well. Russell Westbrook spoke after last night's game, and going back to what we said about the first, Russell Westbrook is going to tell us whether or not. Losing four straight to Denver has really any bearing on the playoffs. Russ, I know you didn't get the final result you wanted, but what did you think of the way you guys just played in general tonight? Um, probably good for the most part. For spurts, but not long enough to, to be sustainable. Did you feel like you forced them into the types of shots you wanted them to take? Yeah, they made some tough ones down the stretch. Um, so that's what good team to do. It seemed like, and this is usual for the season, but you guys were at your best when you were able to run on them. Did you see any maybe common themes of the times where you were you guys were able to get out into the open floor? Uh, on stops, some turnovers, uh, to get out. 
Russell, these guys sweep you in the regular season. You swept some very good teams in the regular season. How much do those outcomes matter when the playoffs start? They don't. Anybody else for Russell? Thanks, Russ. Again, I disagree with Russell Westbrook, but I certainly do hope he's right. But it was that same theme from Russell Westbrook and Billy Donovan last night. Very simpatico that the Thunder did exactly what they wanted to do. Just not enough to be successful. And if they have to play Denver in the playoffs, things will work out. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Are the Thunder too cool? Attitude-wise, going into the playoffs, we'll discuss that next on Locked on Thunder. And don't forget to listen on the brand-new Himalaya app. Just download it to your phone, and then ask your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. It's all part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And Himalaya is very cool because it'll curate a playlist for you based on your daily listening. And don't forget to subscribe to Locked on Thunder on either Google Podcast or Apple Podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you again for listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast today, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And remember, hey, there's a lot of great podcasts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just listen to them. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com. Check them all out, and then uh, give them five-star reviews on iTunes. And again, subscribe on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or listen on the brand-new Himalaya app in your car. Tell your smart device to play the Locked on Thunder podcast. The Thunder were way too cool for me last night after that loss. Going into the locker room, surveying the land, looking at Paul George, Russell Westbrook, listening to these guys talking. You just heard Russell Westbrook in that last segment they didn't seem upset at all. It's almost like they were taking last night's win as a moral victory. Hey, yeah, we did everything right. Just didn't get the outcome we wanted. When the playoffs roll around, we'll get these guys. Not that I wanted to see guys cursing at each other or pointing fingers or throwing things around, but I would have liked to have gotten the sense that there was a little bit more urgency. In fact, I'll say for the Indiana game, The Thunder seemed more stoic and down than they were last night. They had not locked off a play. They had not locked up a playoff position last night. They still need Sacramento to lose to Houston tonight, or needed to have, depending on when you're listening to this, or they needed to get a win. And granted, it's somewhat of a given that the Thunder are going to get into the playoffs, but you're about to be the eight seed. You are stuck playing Golden State you know damn good and well that's not where you want to be right now. Seventh brings you the Denver Nuggets, which you are 0-4 against. And yet from Russell Westbrook, Steven Adams, and everybody else last night, they just acted like it was good. And I'm not, I'm not cool with that. I'm not cool with that at all. I want more of a sense of urgency. I don't want you to have the temperament of a college football player where it's do or die with every single game that you play, and it's going to keep it keep you out of the playoffs. I don't want you to have the mentality of even an NFL player. 
um, where it's only a once a week thing. I get it that it's every day, but you are towards the end of the season where it matters so much. You are 7-11 and since the All-Star break, and what I'm getting is is all is calm. I'm, what I'm getting is, is Kevin Bacon in Animal House standing in the middle of the streets as the Deltas have just taken over the homecoming parade. And the eat me cake has just been ripped apart. And you're getting that <laughs> that Batmobile looking thing. I forget. The Deathmobile. The Deathmobile's coming out with D-Day driving it. Okay? And, and, and the Thunder right now are Kevin Bacon screaming all as well as everybody runs away. That's who the Thunder are right now. And I don't want that Thunder. I want the Thunder coming in on Sunday against the Mavericks whether they've clinched a playoff spot or not, ready to take care of business, ready to sharpen that knife as they get towards the playoffs and look to figure out if they can get better from the free throw line, which, okay, can they or can't they? Can they get better from the three-point shooting line? All right. Defensively, I think defensively you can probably still improve some, although they're pretty darn good on defense. I think they're about fourth in the league still on defense, so that's good, and they understand how to guard teams and still work on not fouling, but it just seems like these guys last night didn't really have a care in the world. And I expect that from Steven Adams. I don't know that I necessarily expect it from Russ and PG, because that's just who Steven Adams is. Speaking of Steven Adams, here he is on the Thunder's loss to Denver. I know you did what you wanted, but it seemed like the energy was there. How did you feel about the way you guys played overall tonight? Oh, we played, played hard. Uh, but, you know, it's so how do you that makes sense. Gotta try and make it a bit easier. Uh, strategy wise. Uh, a bit more efficient. And it's just discipline as well. Think a bit smarter in that sense. Usually we feel better playing smarter and not harder. It did seem like though they hit a lot of jump shots, like hit twenty five to fifty on shots outside of the paint. Um, did you feel like you were forcing them into the types of shots you wanted? Yeah, like the non paid two, is that what talking about? Is that how much they shot? Eleven for seventeen on non paid twos. Yeah, I mean it's the type of shot that we want. Have uh, fallen, but it wasn't. It wasn't just that. That was a, really the killer. That makes sense. It was more layoff cuts, offensive rebounds, kick uh, up threes, just wide open, uncontested stuff like that. It was more so that stuff I think than the unpainted. Late second quarter, you guys really got out and ran on them. What was working during that stretch that maybe weren't quite able to get to in the second half? Uh, I think it was just stops, stops, and, stops and run, um, honestly. But you know, I think it was, that's all it was. Put some stuff, get out as quick as possible. The boys were able to get downhill a lot easier. Anybody else? Steven Adams said the team played hard last night. Um, they did, but sometimes hard just isn't good enough. Um, you still need the results when you do play hard. I think, you know, when I hear good hard, good effort, I think of something more Little League than I do the do the NBA. Um, good, good effort. <laughs> good effort. Good job. No, not enough. Um, and I, look, I'm sorry if I'm being overly critical of this team. I just feel like, just like, la it, it, it feels almost like last year where we're on the verge of talking about the most disappointing season in Oklahoma City Thunder history and this year would be much more disappointing than last year just because you locked up Paul George you felt like you made a really good improvement with Dennis Schroeder 
You've got an MVP candidate, a guy averaging a triple-double, a six-man-of-the-year candidate, and the best you can do right now is eighth in the West. As we've said before, that's that's not cutting it. And um, whatever changes need to be made in the offseason to improve this, I'm, I'm all for. I think everything needs to be on the table right now, and Sam Presti and Billy Donovan need to be having some very hard discussions. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G, and we'll pick it up from there tomorrow. We'll also talk about hopefully a win over the Dallas Mavericks, and maybe I'll come in with a little bit better of an, of an attitude. It's what I'm looking forward to. I'm Eric G, thanking you so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Thunder. Until tomorrow, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody, and of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.